The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. London King is here with us now. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. That's what I was doing. Closing the phone once and for all. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay on this Friday evening. It's just turned. Now, you've got a new single out and it's called Take Care. How would you describe that song? Yes, I would describe it as a very, um, um, as a ballad, first of all. I would describe it as um, very deep, very intense. Is definitely not uh, the usual. Um, oh yeah, I'm in love, or I was in love, or it's something more, a bit more deeper than that, a bit more hurtful than that. It describes, it talks about abusive relationships and how you should just, you know, walk away, no matter how good mm. they might seem at the beginning, yeah. or even in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> You just have to go. <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a ballad that describes you know the feelings of leaving uh, such a relationship. Do you write about these topics a lot, or are you quite diverse in your topics that you write about? I try to be quite diverse, actually. I try to because um, I know that like a human life is a lot of things, mm. and I know that a human life is a lot of happenings you know and my life you know of that has been a lot of happenings so um I try to be a diverse this is one of the things I write about because I do realize that there's a lot of people in these situations so it's important to discuss also that side um of life like relationships and stuff but I also write about other things a bit more um ordinary and extraordinary yeah how did you first start to get into making music in the first place then perhaps uh, i mean i started because i remember when i was a kid i was um my brother my big brother was a lot in, into music so he was sharing his uh music with me um but also um i was watching music videos and I was watching all these big artists on TV um, and I started I started thinking that I wanted to be that I wanted to I want to do that I want to perform you know yeah um, and I wanted to be on a stage so at the beginning it was just that I was very very young I have to say yeah uh, but then with the, with time, like by age 11, I started discovering that I could actually write music. So I wrote music as well. 
Mm. Was it writing that you wanted to do first and just kind of be behind the scenes or did you always think that you wanted to be the centre stage? Yeah, I always kind of wanted to be centre stage. I'm kind of eccentric. I'm not... Uh, I'm not uh, afraid to say that because that that is part of my personality. And I always wanted to like show the world rather than uh, show with my, you know, myself what I wanted to do and what I wanted to express rather than use someone else or something like that. It was like writing songs for someone else, which is not something that I exclude, but it's Mm. not. It's not something that um, is my primary source of joy or is a primary thing that I want to do. So, uh, yeah, I've always wanted to be, I've always wanted to be center stage. And that's how I started to get into the arts by just acting. Uh, At the beginning was just that. And then I started doing musicals very, very young. And then I discovered, you know, certain passion for music as well. Yeah, absolutely. You've also got a band that you're in called Bite Me. Do you write the music for that? So with Bite Me is a bit different because um, in Bite Me, we're all uh, very much involved with the writings and the making music. It's mainly me and the guitarist, the lead guitarist of the band, uh, making the music and writing the lyrics and stuff like that. Uh, which I, I really like, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't necessarily have to be like uh, the first or the only one. I like to like share that kinds of things. It's just, it's good. You brainstorm, you get other people's stories in. So that's cool. Yeah. And what genre is Bite Me? Bite Me, um, <laughs> Bite Me is very punk rock. I would say more rock than punk, but there's a lot of punk influence as well in Bite Me. Uh, the thing, the thing about Bite Me is that um, we know we know what we want in mm. terms of sound, but we're not going to let it limit ourselves. Like we're always going to be rock. We're never going to be a band like Duran Duran or something like that. Uh, we're never going to be a girl band or something like that. Like yeah. we know what we want out of the sound, but. Um, if we want to explore something, if one day we want to explore something motley crew and the other day we want to go more on a on a bit of a glam rock kind of vibe. So isn't it, you know, just jumping mm. from uh, place to place in the rock scene. Yeah, absolutely. How does that differ, the music that you make in Bite Me, to your solo stuff? So the thing is that um, with my solo stuff, I actually jump from genre to genre because... Wow. I love multiple genres. I, as an artist, I am not discriminatory towards music. I listen to rock. I listen to pop. I listen to hip hop. I listen to rap, but I, c- I can't rap for the life of me. Yeah. But I listen to that still do. But um, uh, so I feel like this is the main difference in sound. I feel like um, me as a solo artist, I try to be a little bit more explorative, um, yeah. which is 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 interesting obviously you don't have to be too far-fetched because otherwise people will be like oh my god all of a sudden she's she's she popped out a hip-hop track where she's like (laughs) trying to rap Uh, but you know i'm trying to put elements of everything in yeah 
track. How do your fans react to that? Because sometimes with artists, they come out with a song that's completely different to what they usually make. And sometimes some fans are a little bit disappointed by that. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think that the, the, the thing with me is that I've always been a bit like that. Mm. Like even if... Um, I, I think I have some some somewhat distinctive tone, so you can uh, understand that it's me. Yeah. Uh, but I've always been like that. Like since I started with the little um, with my little demos and singles, um, I've always been like that. I've always been uh, vary. I've always been ever evolving. Um, I'm always trying to brand myself as someone who wants to explore in in music in general well so far hmm. people have never been like disappointed i would say uh, they've always been quite interested about you know the differences from track to track they're never like extremely you know different like me just all of a sudden <laughs> singing jazz singing yeah. to jazz sing into jazz <laughs> um but uh, you know there's elements of other um music influences in my songs so you can you can hear that you can hear the different you can hear the you can hear the like merging of styles um but it's never to the point that people were like oh who's that is that even yeah. her like it's never been like that but you know, the, the people have never been disappointed so far. So. What are the furthest away genres that you've done then? I think, um, you know, I think, um, well, in 2017, when I was doing the second EP, um, I wanted to have a song that was very 90s pop. Mm. So I did this song, it was quite 90s pop. And people were like, wow, that is that is something different. And now in the yeah. new project, there's something that is very rock. And there's another track that is very grungy. Oh. Uh, so I even pushed it to the, to a um, further limit. Obviously, it's always me. Like I feel like people will always recognize that it's me because I, I try to bring a certain energy and a certain style in terms of writing that is all mine but um in this new project that i'm working at i feel like people will will notice the difference a whole lot yeah. <laughs> like, it's gonna be interesting to to see how that plays out mm-hmm. and how's the pandemic been for you because i think you like a lot of live performances don't you so it's yeah. probably hit you hard doesn't it yeah um yeah i mean in many many ways even outside the performances um i like to do stuff you know i'm not the type of person that because i know some musician friends that they do their performance but they're quite introverted i'm not that kind of person i'm not um I'm not extremely introverted. I'm not the most extroverted person you'll ever meet. Like I don't chat to everyone and everyone's my yeah. friend and stuff like that. But I like being on the outside. I like doing stuff. And, you know, the world right now is the opposite. So mm. I would, you know, to say that it's a depressing situation, <laughs> it's really the least, you know. But- hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Uh, yeah, yeah hit me in the heart when you know you can't you can't perform especially for someone like me i'm like what <laughs> yeah, exactly have you been able to record stuff at home have you got that set up actually i do mm. um i actually am never happy with my setup because i'm i feel like sometimes and many times actually i'm such a perfectionist that i'm like no, this this is not studio quality. Yeah. I hate it. So I chuck it away. And at the end of the day, like we tried this during the first lockdown because the second lockdown was a bit more, a bit less strict mm. um, in the sense that if you could social distance in a studio and if you could like, um, uh, you know, sanitize and everything, you could still work yeah. um, in it. Um but I didn't. I didn't really have time to record in the second lockdown, so it was useless. Yeah. But in the first lockdown, I tried to record my vocals, and I was just chucking everything. <laughs> I've spent three months chucking every possible vocal track in the bin because I was unhappy because it's never going to be the studio quality. Yeah. So, but then most people probably wouldn't even notice. That's the thing, yeah. Um, that's a bit of a blessing and a curse. I feel like many artists are very perfectionist. Um, yeah. It's in their nature. And, you know, they see, they hear um, issues where there's no issues. Like, even with my producer, and I, I see that. It's like, mm, I hear something there. I'm not quite, I don't know, is that yeah. the right note? And she was like, yeah, what, what, what do you hear? <laughs> and it's like... People start looking at you funny. It was like, what do you hear? There's nothing there. So but I think it is in every artist's uh, personality to be a bit of a freak. Yeah. <laughs> Your biggest critic is yourself, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Now, you have got a future novel coming out, I hear. I do. It was the only thing that I could do during the pandemic in yeah. terms of artistry. <laughs> So what is the book about, if you're able to tell us that much? Mm. So it's about to be finished. Um, so hopefully very soon. Uh, but the book is, uh, you know, it's, um, it's something that I've never done before. And at the beginning, I thought to myself that I, that I was setting myself up for failure because um, I was writing about a love story. Well, the, sub, the subplot is a love story. There's a, big, a bigger plot. Uh, which is about, you know, abuse, specifically yeah. abuse during childhood. Uh, I just got really much into these very heavy themes and exploring these very heavy themes, which are part of life. But if you're not part of them, you're like, oh, I don't really think about that. But yeah. it's, a, it's a reality out there. There's children being abused all over and stuff like that. It's a reality out there, but you never think about it because you you don't go through it thankfully yeah so i wanted to explore that and but i put a subplot because it's it's quite heavy <laughs> as a topic yeah absolutely so by the sounds of it then your book writing style is very similar to your songwriting particularly the latest song take care would you agree with that i would yeah uh, so i just took a turn especially lately uh, maybe because right now I'm in my mid-20s yeah. and maybe I'm growing up, so I'm looking to be a bit more introspective. 
um, in in the things that I write. And you know, I just my imagination goes, yeah, of course, as part of of being creative to um, you know yeah. play a scenario. But I, I'm more for like real life scenarios right now, like that are not necessarily part of my uh, baggage. Um, in terms of experience, thankfully, uh, I haven't <laughs> been amused by it when I was a kid. But um, the realities are there. So yeah, absolutely. How did you manage to write a book during lockdown? Because a lot of people have struggled to really find the motivation. Either they've been worrying about all the statistics in the news every day, or just we've got this time and it's like. Uh, I'd rather just watch a film. How did you manage to just get down and do it? <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I was using Stranger Things as a middle ground oh. for myself when I couldn't write anymore. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, I've been hours on this. Yeah. I need a break. So I was using, I was going to my Netflix, Netflix and yeah. watching Stranger Things for the 300th time. So I mean, I've, I've been doing my watch time as well, yeah. you know. Uh, I've got a little bit of a geeky part in me, so I I do my TV series and, and movies, and I'm pretty much into some of them. But yeah. the thing is that, especially at the beginning of that lockdown, I was I was very much stressed, like many many people, about the news and the statistics and everything. But then at some point, I was just, I just like I found myself in so much anxiety that I was like, no, <laughs> something needs to change. You know, this is too toxic. So. I just thought about the biggest thing, the, the biggest release that has always been in my life, and that was art. But uh, I'm not a very good painter, yeah. and you cannot go out um, and gig. Um, um, you cannot go and dance. Yeah. You cannot go and, you know, <laughs> do stuff like that. You can go and act a play. Nope. So writing was really the, the only thing left for me as a release. So... I was like, right, we have to do this. We have to stop the toxicity um, that is the world right now. And we have to like, and it was good. It, it kind of worked. Um, I'm not saying the lockdown was smooth. Yeah. Uh, lockdown was pretty bad for me, but there was a little something, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's good to have something to keep you occupied. Has Stranger Things subtly made its way into the book in any way? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I kind of want it to. It, it has made its way into my music. Ah, has it? <laughs> One of the tracks is New Wave, so it's, it resembles right. the whole soundtrack of that series in a way. But the thing is that th since the book is not... Um, is not um, doesn't take place like the story doesn't take place in the tw the 2010s yeah. um it's place before so even more of a challenge because in the noughties i was a child so i have no idea what the like i have very yeah. very little clues of how the world was like the real world yeah. uh for an adult and for a teenager was in the noughties so i was like okay um <laughs> But yeah, unfortunately, no, I, I couldn't. I couldn't as much as I wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only way to know what the noughties is like is to watch old TV programmes and old newspapers. True, true. That's what, that's what I did as well. I was like, all those programmes like, I don't know, Gossip Girl, <laughs> or like, I don't know, Hannah Montana that I was mm. watching when I was a child. I don't yeah. know. Well, that's what America was like in the noughties, isn't it? 
I know, I know. So it's like, what have we got I, here? Chap, I particularly noticed the bad style. I mean, I don't want to yeah. judge, but it was like such a, um, yeah. these leggings of multicolors and then these, I don't know, it was a very particular style, but I, I wasn't too fond of it because it was a bit like a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm talking about the style for like teenagers and stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of like the Spice Girls. You look at what they're wearing, it's like nobody would wear that today. Yeah. <laughs> well, where are we able to check out all your music and the book as well when it's ready? So, um, in regards to the music, uh, my music is available on every digital platform, like literally everywhere, which I'm thankful of, including YouTube and these is everywhere, even Pandora in the US. Wow. Um, and um, yeah, so that's about my music. So any platform, any digital platform that people use, they only need to. The only, the only thing that they need to do is type my name in or tap the name yeah. of the song, whatever. Um, in terms of the book, so uh, I'm in touch with a few uh, publishing houses. So um, hopefully it's going to be on <laughs> bookshelves online. But um, yeah. we don't have a date just yet because I'm finishing reviewing it, like the last mm. few things, you know, perfectionist once again. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so it's not say set yet but uh, i personally would like it to come out around august september to 2021 mm. let's see okay. how the world works <laughs> yeah <laughs> and are you on social media as well for us to keep up with you i do um i'm not very active on facebook although i used to have like a <laughs> facebook page but i'm i'm loving the absolute out of instagram yeah. so i'm i'm on instagram london king london king official that's my handle. Uh, so I'm right there. And I'm, I'm active most of the time, just there. I ditch all the other ones, Twitter, all the other ones. Yeah. There's too many of these too days. Too many. And they're all racist. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming on the show today. And uh, I suppose we should wish you uh, Merry Christmas when it comes. Oh, Merry Christmas to you too, guys. And hopefully a Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. We'll see, we'll see. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.